Josh, we got here as quickly as we could. Oh man, Emily. Am I glad you started hanging out with the air police. You guys sure have good timing. Looks like you're having some trouble. What exactly happened here? I was skateboarding, and I broke my leg. Okay, just hang tight and try to relax. We're gonna airlift you to a hospital. I thought my skateboard was supposed to stay directly under me at all times, no matter how crazy my jumps were. What kind of poorly programmed video game is this? Ow. Easy, easy. We've got you secured now, but the hospital is a few stages away. Do you want to listen to some jukebox tunes to take your mind off the trip? Haju's here too? Alright, let's do it. And thanks again for the lift. No problem, bro. Hey everybody, and welcome to the VGM Jukebox. I'm Emily. And I'm Josh. Each week we play tunes recommended by you, our patrons. And we also read your testimonials. Sometimes, from my bed. (laughs) I am so glad to have you with us today. I can't believe this. Patrons, it is Monday. And something intense happened to you on Friday, and here you are. Yeah, that's right. Thanks for writing the script that way. It was like reliving it all over again. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't want you to relive it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to talk about it at all before we get into things, or...? Uh, we could talk about it during the first track. Okay. Let's move right into the first track, then. This comes to us from patron Mixing Metaphor Soup. The game is EG, the track is Three Cans Later, and the main composers on this were Chris Gihan and Dan Brian McCullough, but also had Tom Moritzon, Captain Goodnight, and Life Force on the OST. Okay. So let's take a listen.
All right. Mixing Metaphor Soup says, Have you ever just happened to discover a game that once you download it, you realize it's exactly what you never knew you wanted? EG is a freeware action-adventure platformer that I found by chance while browsing the internet, and I fell in love with it almost instantly. In it, you assume the role of EG Kataiser, a teenage girl who is implanted with nanotechnology so she can stave off an alien invasion. It may sound like a standard video game setup, but as you play through ten sprawling levels with lots of secrets, you learn that there's a lot more to this plot than it originally seemed. It really is the epitome of more than the sum of its parts. And then there's the music. Hyperduck Soundworks created an intense, fast-paced rock soundtrack, and it works so well. Part of the reason I kept replaying EG was because this soundtrack keeps you pumped up and ready to go for hours on end. Huh. It's from 2008, it looks like. That's like a freeware game. Yeah, I've never heard of this. It looks very polygonal. When I look at mm. it. Interesting. Yeah, it definitely has a, a unique flavor to it. Well, the music, too, is kind of unique, where it's just, like, super heavy, and then it comes in with that uh, Commodore 64-style uh, melody. Yeah, that's exactly where I am right now. It sounds almost like a, a modem dialing up or something. Some kind of data transfer going on in the middle there, in mm. the midst of all those guitars and drums. What was 2008 like? What Did, was it like? Yeah. Was, um, were I, we already in the uh, superphone culture around then? Yeah, we definitely were. I graduated college in 2008 and sometime between 2004 and 2008 was when no maybe not i'm thinking of razor phones i remember all of a sudden everybody on campus got razor phones somewhere in the the middle i think maybe smartphones were 2009 hmm, I, I think it was a little bit later right or maybe that was a specific version of smartphone i wouldn't be surprised if there were smartphones but Maybe not everybody had them. Two thousand. Yeah, <laughs> you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I don't know. Not, not on the tip of any of those trends at all. But I guess you could say it definitely was a transitional time. I mean, I think in two thousand eight, Facebook was just about opening up to people who weren't college students, or it was opening up to just regular people as opposed to students, because it went from college to high school and then I think just like your general geographical area or something like that mm. so do you ever did you ever feel feel the gravitation towards social media in your life oh sure mm. I mean I was on Facebook when it began oh and I I left it because the gravitational pull was too strong actually. I didn't like what it was doing to me personally. I don't think social media is bad or anything. I want to put that out there, but I definitely didn't like the thought patterns that I was getting into because I just started having all these weird mental habits. Like I was really distressed when I didn't know where all of my friends were at any given moment. Mm. And I was getting really wrapped up in the relationship statuses of people that I didn't even really know in high school. 
And at some point I was just like, what am I doing that I'm this obsessed? And so I had to kind of cut it cold turkey. Wow. So that was my that was my genesis. But most people have um, greater willpower for those kinds of things. And this is also why I don't have a smartphone, because if I have one, I'm going to use it all the time. And I just, I, I can't let that happen. Other people can put it in their pocket and ignore it, but I cannot. So, self-imposed limits. Yeah, I always liked social media, but I kind of wish that it still only existed on PC. Yeah. Because then I would have to, like, wait to look at it or something. It's right. dumb when you can fulfill a compulsion like that every five seconds. And that's the thing. I love the internet, and I do use social media, but I want to have to plant myself in a physical space to use it. If I'm carrying it with me, if anybody can call me at any time, if I can find the answer to almost any question at any time, something about that just makes my brain feel really noisy, and I just I need to, uh, to kind of lock it down. But, you know, on the other side of things, the smartphone was probably very good for you while you were hanging out in the hospital, right? You had something to do. Yeah, that's true. What was I doing in the hospital? I had a lot to do. Well, basically, I, t I just... I didn't use social media that much in the hospital. I just was mainly texting my friends and stuff. And, uh... That was actually a lot of fun for a hot minute there, <laughs> because I was we're it was like an excuse to catch up with some of my friends, mm -hmm. and uh, you know since I was injured, I had their ear and I was just talking about Attack on Titan or <laughs> for hours with them. Um, nice, and that was fun. Yeah, I don't I don't mean to laugh. But there's something really morbidly funny to me about your sitting on the sidewalk with a, a dual broken lower leg and texting me about it <laughs> in the morning. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I was distressed and shocked, but there was something about it that was just so funny in a horrible way. I hope, I hope that uh, you don't feel like I'm making light of your situation because it's, no, I, very, I it's very serious. But. It is funny. It's not that serious. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's a leg. It's not it's both a bones. it's not a vital. Yeah, bones suck. I mean, bones <laughs> don't break those things, okay? They're not meant to be broken. Uh, you think the dentist is bad. Just don't break any of the bones inside of you. Cuz that sucks. I I actually I hear uh cracking a rib or something isn't so bad. And I had fractured a couple of fingers in, in the past, and I have, like, a fat knuckle on my pinky from that. Oh, jeez. But, um, yeah, don't, don't let them separate from each other. It's freaking <laughs> awful. Can I ask, did they knock you out when they set your leg, or were you awake? Yeah, they knocked me out. Oh, okay. I asked for that. Well, there were different <laughs> things I could do, but I, I ended up going with that. Smart move. The other was like an epidural or something like that. Oh, no, no. Never get that unless you're giving birth. 
Yeah, well, the guy actually said he would have gotten that, the, uh, the spinal. Oh, jeez. No, it's my goal in life to never have any needle go into my spine. Yeah, the only reason I didn't do it is because, well, first of all, I didn't want to be awake for the whole thing, but also because I didn't want to have to roll around or, like, move mm. for him to stick anything in my back. That's true. Anyways, let's go into this more over the next track. Okay, sounds good. This next track was recommend. Oh, by the way, who is um mixing Meta for Soup? That is a new patron. Hey, welcome, new patron. Woo! Welcome to my bedside. I know you're new here, <laughs> but you- thanks for the flowers. Aww. And the little teddy bear. Aww. Um... This next one's from Boney from the game Etrian Odyssey 3. This track is called The First Campaign, the composer's Yuzo Koshiro. And it was done for the Nintendo DS, so let's take a listen. Boney writes, that's right, 
It's GD Yuzo Kushiro doing what he does best, <laughs> making kick-butt synth music. The Etrian series feels like something of a bygone era, in part due to those nostalgic sounds reminiscent of the Genesis, but with a bit more oomph. Etrian Odyssey has built a reputation as a stellar CRPG, with classy party building, with a focus on creating synergy, and hard dungeon crawling. So this song, being the random encounter tune for the first half, is the perfect complement since every random battle needs you to be on your toes. Etrian 3 is the better entry point on the DS, so if you're hungry for a challenging RPG that cuts most of the fat, be sure to pick it up. This is a good song. This is really good. And welcome back to the show, Yuzo Koshiro. That's right. Wait. I do just want to point out real quick. Uh-huh that the testimonial said with classic party building but oh. you said classy party building oh. but i like that so much more <laughs> so classy we're gonna keep building. that as classy party building is that what cr what, what does crpg stand for classy that's interesting classy rpg I, <laughs> yeah absolutely yes um i can tell you that's what people in the biz say classy rpg no i i don't actually know maybe it's let's think campaign or classic Canadian? Oh, Canadian? I don't I don't know. I'm going to look it up. I'm joking cuz you know, JRPG means Japanese, obviously. Oh, what oh, is? Yeah. And I was going to guess computer, but it's on the DS. Oh, that's one of the first autofills you get in Google when you type in CRPG. A CRPG meaning. Oh, it is computer role-playing game. Oh. Role-playing on the computer, typically in a fantasy environment, although some take place in a medieval setting. A major characteristic of CRPGs is the user's ability to move freely throughout the venue. Does he just mean that you're not playing Dungeons and Dragons? I don't know. You know, I have to say that definition I don't find very satisfying. I don't understand what distinguishes a CRPG. Uh... Yeah, I'm a little bit confused by this. So, uh, Boney used some choice language in his, uh... <laughs> yes, he did. In his, uh, testimonial. But, and, but I have another story concerning choice language. Uh, Please that, tell us. Which I think is a little... You know, you thought it was funny that I texted you to tell you that I broke my leg. Yes. But another call I had to make, laying on the ground, was, uh, to this... A horse ranch because later that day I had scheduled with my wife to ride horses in Ojai um, okay it's like a sunset ride and so I had to call them and cancel okay and, and so I left the message to cancel and then right after I left the message I just started cursing to myself just because I was oh, in so no. much pain and I realized oh, no. I hadn't hung up the phone so they just heard me say, I, I have to cancel our sunset ride tonight. Bleep, 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 bleep. Something like that. It's not funny, but it's funny. So, yeah. It's funny, but it's not funny. <laughs> did you tell them that you, did you just add in, I broke my leg at any point? I didn't, because I just felt like, 
who cares <laughs> if I broke my leg? I just have to cancel this, but... <laughs> I just thought, you know, since your opening line to me was, you know, redacted, I think I broke my leg. I'm just kind of imagining you're just telling everybody, no matter what kind of communication you're having with them. By the way, I just broke my leg. Were there people nearby? Did anybody come to help you out? Yeah, this guy actually helped me get into my car by the time my wife arrived from... Oh. So that, that guy was very strong. He picked me all the way up and wow. uh, put me in the car. And I was very grateful to him. He's like a Mexican guy. That's awesome. I was trying to figure this out, you know, as you were sitting there on the pavement. If people could tell if something had happened to you. If you were just trying to play it cool <laughs> somehow. Um, I just didn't know what that was going to be like. That's really cool that somebody helped you out like that. That's going the extra mile. Yeah. I don't know how he could see that I was any different from the other people who are laying on the ground in my neighborhood. Because that right. is a thing that we do. Right. In the sun. Yeah. Uh, people of various uh, social classes are... <laughs> uh-huh. Um, may be laying on the ground at any particular time. But, uh, yeah, fortunately he saw that I was something different because I probably wouldn't have asked him for help because I just didn't know when my wife was going to be here or anything. That guy was an angel. An angel in disguise. That's right. Maybe he's a patron now, too. Yeah, well, that's what I told him. You know, like, Right after I left, I said, listen to my podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're bonded now. Join me at the bar. So I can, maybe I should go back to the beginning of the story just for once. Yeah, please. Let's just make this all about, because I know that the patrons miss you and are worried about you and I miss you and I'm worried about you. So we want to hear it all. Well, I'm here and maybe you'll even get more of me for all I know, because I'm just staring at screens all day. But, um... Yeah, what happened is, you know, Pokemon Go updated their battle system, and they were doing raids. I had done it before I'd uh, skateboarded around uh, looking for raids, or to battle gyms in the morning. And so I was trying to do it, trying to do that. But there's this one part uh, of sidewalk that's pretty steep, and I know I shouldn't be skating it. And I was on that part. I started to go too fast, and I just tried to jump off my skateboard. I just tried to bail somehow, but I yeah. didn't. But I kind of didn't commit to fully jumping off because I didn't really want my skateboard to go flying without, you know, because it could hurt somebody or fly into the street. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of didn't commit to um, stopping my skateboard either because, like, I was going too fast. So. I don't know what I did, but I did something very awkward, and I just um, landed on my leg, and I I just knew I freaking broke my leg as soon as it happened, because I just felt my leg do something it wasn't supposed to. I I hoped for a second that I just sprained it, but then when I tried to move my leg, I could not, and just lifting my leg, I could see it bending in the middle. Oh, God. This is the tibia and the fibula. Those yeah. two smaller bones in the bottom part of your leg. And then so I knew it had finally happened. 
at the age of 37 and finally broke my leg like an idiot. Ugh. Man, so you were going like 5 million miles an hour. I was going way too fast. I don't know how fast yeah. I was going. I don't know if this is interesting to you, but in the Pokemon handheld games, there's typically a cycling route mm -hmm. that you can only ride your bicycle on. You can't walk it. And it's usually a very steep hill. And as soon as you start biking it, you cannot stop your character. They just... Oh, really? So you were having a different kind of Pokemon experience as well, except, you know, in the handheld games, when you hit a person or you hit a wall, you just stop and you make a little doof noise, as opposed to going flying and breaking two bones in your leg. Yeah. You're, like, living the Pokemon life in so many ways. Yeah, yeah. So you broke it on impact, or... Because you did you land on your feet and it broke, or did you land? Yeah, I landed on my feet, and it broke. And it broke. Yeah. Jeez, man. That's like it looks like you took like nunchuck damage. You must have been moving so fast. Yeah. Actually, I'll tell you a very strange thing that happened this morning. Uh, while we were both at work. Ed of Pixel Tunes Radio and I were comparing your leg break to Rob F. Switch's leg break. Yeah. <laughs> we found both of your x-rays <laughs> and decided, we voted, that yours was way worse because Rob apparently only broke one of the bones really? in his leg. Yeah. He I only thought Rob's was worse. I thought so too when I was just thinking of it in my mind because his looked like a chunk had been just like sledgehammered to the side. Uh-huh. I mean, and I don't even know how... I'm not a doctor. I don't know how one decides which is worse. I mean, because you... It looked like Rob had a chunk basically just, you know, like I'm saying, sledgehammered out to the side. So maybe if you have a chunk that kind of breaks free, that is worse than what you did with mm -hmm. breaks that were just aligned. But you did both, and uh, I don't know, man. The cringing that the VGM podcasting community did when they saw your x-ray was palpable. Nice. Yes. Well, thanks everybody out there for checking out my picture of my broken leg. I actually told the VGM jukebox community before I announced it publicly because um, just in... Basically, I just told everybody I work with or have some... Um, some sort of professional relationship with first mm -hmm. and I really didn't feel like posting it publicly on Facebook because I was kind of embarrassed by it and uh, also it's just like a lot of attention you know that all of a sudden I'm gonna get over something so oh geez anyway I'm sorry if I in an unintentionally caused oh, no. stress no no not at all I was happy to tell the listeners, the patrons of okay. the BGM jukebox. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna step back from that though. I'm gonna let you you pilot the course of your recovery from from here on in because you're uh, you're on top of it, and I don't I don't want to be that like overbearing friend who's like you know publishing everything that you're up to oh. and making oh, your okay. life into some kind of spectacle. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I don't feel like that was happening or anything, but thank you. All right, for good. 
speaking of spectacles, yeah. let us move on to a game that is near and dear to my heart, which always causes a public spectacle when people are doing it. Dance Dance Revolution. This is a recommendation from Rob Nichols, who is Rob Nichols of Rhythm and Pixels, mm-hmm. which is very exciting. So welcome to the bar, Rob. We are so glad to have you. This is really fun. Uh, specifically, the version he recommended uh, his track from is the first mix or the Euro mix or the USA mix. And the track is Brilliant to You. It's numeral two, capital U. The composer is Naoki, who, uh, full name Naoki Maida, and this is for the arcade, so let's have a listen to it. Rob says, This track is one of many composed by Naoki, specifically for the game, not a licensed popular track thrown in to attract new players. Incomprehensible chanting, 4-4 beats, swirly rave keyboards, this song is nostalgia city all over. I know I've mentioned my love for dance games a couple of times on my podcast Rhythm and Pixels, but the testimonials of VGM Jukebox feels like the right place to fully express my experiences. In 1998, I had the opportunity to visit my family in London. There, I discovered the first DDR Euromix in an arcade at Piccadilly Circus. Seeing players move with such precision to gameplay I'd never seen before captivated me, and I immediately became obsessed with learning how to play, obsessed with becoming the best. I believe rhythm games provide unique experience because of the relationship between audio, video, and physical inputs. Instead of controlling objects on a screen with accompanying music, we are now asked to move our bodies in specific patterns to specific songs. The higher level of concentration and muscle memory required can induce a trance-like state. For me, it floods my brain with endorphins as I chase the perfect game and compels me to play again and again for hours. I still play every chance I get, and I still get a buzz of anticipation when I travel to an arcade, ready to chase that high that can only be achieved through intense cardiovascular activity set to machine precision judgment of my rhythm and endurance. Mm. Well that put. That last paragraph was beautiful. Yeah. 
Yes, dancing is one of mankind's oldest cultural activities. <laughs> and so. That sounds like. Sorry, continue. Oh, no. What were you going to. What's. It, what? <laughs> I was gonna say that sounds like every essay I ever wrote in high school. But it's true for music and dancing. Right, it's true. S- some people even wonder if uh, music predates language mm-hmm. when it comes to cultural activities. Right, very um, true. So it's great if a uh, and um, it's great that this game was able to just basically create a, a gamified version of dancing. I wonder why it didn't get bigger. I mean, I know it was huge. And it's still yeah. probably pretty big, but it should be even bigger. I agree. DDR was one of the keystones of my young adulthood, for sure. One of my friends in middle school uh, got a Dreamcast. I think it was it was like the family system, and they imported DDR Second Mix, mm-hmm. and I'd never seen. A game like this before and it just blew my mind the concept of the d-pad being on the floor and using my feet on it i mean the power pad had existed before that but there was something about this that felt so different and we used to go to her house and just try to try to do it and it was so hard it was so hard to teach yourself how to interface with the floor that way. I specifically remember having a lot of trouble with the arrow behind, you know, like the down arrow kind of, and um, remembering kind of getting that uh, that map of where the pad was under your feet without looking at it because you have to be looking at the screen to know what you're supposed to be hitting. Mm-hmm. And um, when I got a Dreamcast, I also imported DDR Second Mix with it. So it was the Japanese version and I had to use a boot disc to even get it to run and uh, that was like a staple thing that my friends and I did definitely on every early release day but on most days we went to my house and we played DDR so the big part big part of my my identity and actually what's funny about DDR at least among my friends was everybody decided to specialize in a song like, everybody found a song that was their favorite and they wanted to get to be the best at. And my song was brilliant to you, but it was the orchestra remix. So there's a remix of this song in Second Mix that was my song. Cool. So I was really excited that not only did DDR come up as a recommendation, but a, a track that, you know, brought me straight back to that time in a very intense way. I was surprised that I recognized the music at all, but uh, yeah, I definitely had that flood of nostalgia too. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I didn't get too into DDR or anything. It's a great idea, well executed, um, but hard to do and sp- costs a lot of money to do it in the arcade. Mm, yeah, and even to get the setup kind of costs a lot of money. Yeah, um, it does. And also, it was kind of discouraging watching those videos of people who somehow were doing like both sides at once you know or like on the super setting some people got too good yeah i was gonna say the videos you can find of people doing ddr on the internet are insane i used to download these so you know going back to you know 2000 spending an hour or two downloading a video of somebody 
playing DDR on crutches, or two guys basically break dancing, you know, on the pads, or because in the arcade you have that like roll bar behind you or something that that people hold on to or they lean on to be able to move their feet faster. Yeah. And just seeing people actually like, you know, put their hands on that and then kick up and run up the screen and do a backflip and then still hit, you know, still get at least a good on the next arrow. That's crazy. But yeah, but I, yeah, I mean, it. it's it's what? No, I don't get how people got so good at that. It's Oh, I see. That's so crazy. I mean, not only because it takes a lot of practice and a lot of money, but also just getting up there is kind of nerve-wracking. You don't want to look like a loser. And as soon as you turn that machine on, it's like, dance, dance, revolution, and all the lights flash and stuff. So, like, everyone in the arcade knows that you're on the dance, dance, revolution machine, and everybody wants to see what you're doing. So you cannot hide when you step up to that. Actually, um, Rob put up a really funny tweet the other night by the other night i mean probably a couple weeks ago but it was it said something like you out at the bar having drinks with your buds on a friday night me and then it was just video of him just killing just absolutely killing at ddr and it was so cool oh really <laughs> yeah it was really neat i'll have to find it and send it to you so i was just i was super impressed by his skills this guy's got the skills so Ooh. um Cool, cool. So, so, so definitely, if I saw him playing in an arcade, I would definitely sidle up and be like, I want to be your friend. That was very impressive. Cool. <sighs> well, I better get my crutches out so that I can <laughs> play Dance Dance Revolution after this next track. This one's called Cannibalt Run. Recommended by DeSmith1038. Oh no, the game is called Cannibalt, and the track is called Run. Cannibalt, by the way, something they did not prescribe me at the uh, hospital. Oh, is that a drug? No, I'm just kidding. All right, composer Danny Baranowski for the iOS and the Android. Let's get into it.
DeSmith1038 writes, Cannibalt was another library break room recommendation and soon became one of my favorite mobile games. The art, design, and simplicity of this endless runner all pulled me in. Then there's the music. As the game loads, it suggests for maximum awesome, use headphones. As you crash through the window and land on your first rooftop, this music just gets you ready to run. I like this song so much, I had it set as my ringtone for the longest time, and it still reminds me of all the fun times I had playing this game before I would ultimately hit a wall and tumble to my death. Oh, I remember this game. Did you play it? I think I did play Run, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I was just thinking maybe I should have read this testimonial ahead of time. Why? I just feel like it was unintentionally very insensitive. Oh, wait. Oh, that's funny. No, it's running called Cannibal, not Run. Running and Tumbling. Oh, the track is Run, but it's a running game. And then hmm. yeah. he tumbles and so on. No, don't worry about that. It's my own choice. You can make fun of me for breaking my <laughs> no. leg. It's not no. like... It's not like fate stepped in and made some sort of horrendous decision against me. I was I having guess. fun. Yeah, yeah. 
I was trying to have too much fun. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then you ultimately hit a wall. And then I hit a wall. Well, so you've you've played this game. So uh, here's my question about this. Yeah. Because I guess the only running game I've really seen is Mario Run. I get the concept. Did, do games like this... Um, because if you're if you're running at a set, I'm assuming you're running at a set speed. Maybe I should start there. Are you running at a set speed, or can you control that? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. You might gradually speed up or something. I don't really okay. remember. Because I'm just I'm wondering how closely the music is tied to what you should be doing. Like, if it's if it's a scroll if it's an auto scroller and you're always moving at the same speed, then you're you're probably going to jump at the same time or you you know players should kind of aim for the same thing and i'm just wondering if they're gonna make that almost like a rhythm game where you're gonna tap and jump on a beat and stuff because i guess i'm thinking about this because the track has really quiet parts and very atmospheric parts and i'm trying to imagine if you know you're running during that but it's almost like DeSmith is suggesting that this is a a title theme maybe i guess i'm i'm kind of just confused in general about all of this. I might not have actually played this particular game. I'm not sure though. Because I'm looking at it now and it cost $2.99 and I didn't buy it. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, maybe uh, you should. Maybe we should ask the patrons to recommend their favorite mobile games to you so that. Uh, sure. You can tour them while you're laid up. I've been playing um, Magikarp Jump. Yay! <laughs> that game is so stupid. <laughs> yes, it is. It's, I can't believe I play it, but it's just... It's a, per it's a mobile game, you know, where it's yeah. just doing stuff. Yeah. Um, I did get a, a golden one, so it looks like a shiny Magikarp, kind of. It is a shiny Magikarp! Yay! Yeah. Um, I've also tried to start playing Fantasy Star 2. That uh -huh. came out on the new Sega Forever releases. But so far, I don't like that game, and I actually don't know what's happening in it. Mm. Um, but I, I started... Uh, and then I've most I've also been playing a lot of Duolingo. What is that? You mentioned that. It's a language game. It's no, it's like a language learn tutorial thing. It's cool. But it's a game. I mean, yeah, you have to get so many right to get to the next lesson and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And you have to figure out the answers based on the options given to you, and trial and error. There's not really a lesson. Nobody oh, ever. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, nobody ever sits there and like these are the words you need to know. You have to figure it out based on tri trial and error and um, just what's available to you. So that's way better. That's forcing your brain to think in a different way. That seems much more in line with what you would need to do to figure out a new language. Yeah, I beat Spanish, kind of. Um, <laughs> you won? I won Spanish. 
but I still don't speak Spanish, so I don't know. And then、mm. now they release Japanese, so I'm kicking butt in Japanese. Nice. I'm still trying to get to the part where I'll learn something. Right. Well, actually, that's not true. I am learning little bits here and there, but I am largely relying on past knowledge. What,、uh, what have you learned that's new? The word for exit, which maybe I just forgot. Important to know. Yeah. The word for enter. Right now, I know they're kanjis, but I don't really remember how to say them, which is weird. Oh, interesting, yeah. I don't know, a couple other things, maybe. Well, good. I'm glad that you're occupied. I'm impressed that you're doing an educational game, edutainment. Well, yeah, I'm also supposed to do that one that. What? Sword and Sorcery. Yeah. That one costs money. That's why I didn't get it yet. But if I'm、That's、ever going to make. A, Nemo. Yeah, if I'm ever going to make the most of a mobile game, it's probably now. So maybe right, I'll、yeah. just spring for it. I will say about Magikarp Jump that patron JT loves this game. And、um, he. It, it seems like everybody has the same. Reaction who likes it, they say it's so dumb,、yeah. and I shouldn't like it, but I love it. And I asked him at some point, I don't know why, but I just asked, Is it is it two player? <laughs> his, his response was, It's barely one player. <laughs> <laughs> That was really funny, yeah. Although, I don't know if you've had this experience yet, but that game gets dark real fast sometimes.、Uh, Have you had anything dark happen? Kind of. I,、uh, I ended up catching, or I tried to jump into a tree to、um, like、eat some fruit or something, and a Pidgeotto grabbed me out of the air. Yeah. And then it was just gone. <laughs> I had to get a whole new Magikarp. It's so sad. It's so, that's another funny sad, you know. I know how much you like reading the Pokedex entries, and some of those Pokedex entries are like, this is what this one does when it's looking for its prey. And you're like, wait a minute, this is not how I'm used to thinking about Pokemon. So they kind of they took that and,、uh, you know, put it right in your face. Does it get any darker than that? Does she know of?、Um, I can't remember. I know there are other things that can happen, but that's what I was thinking of specifically. was... Yeah. I'm playing it、uh, right now and it is not taking any of my attention. <laughs> It's so well, dumb. Well, good. Good.、Um, as long as yeah, it's making you I laugh. I can't play Pokemon Go, which is great. It's I, great. I needed to break that cycle of playing Pokemon Go every single day. You needed to suffer tragedy. Yeah. This was like your intervention moment. Yeah. This yeah. was like when you woke up and you didn't know where you were. And someone said, it's time to put the bottle away. It's time to put Pokemon Go away. I actually,、um, well, I wanted, I wanted to talk about something kind of coming off of that, but should I do that now or do you think we should get into the next track?、Um, yeah, let's get into the next track. Look how tan I, I am. Look Why at are my, you so tan? Look at my farmer's tan. Do you see that? I do. Is that from, from lying out in the sun with a broken leg? It's from running around and playing Pokemon Go. Ah. And now it's 
all gonna be gone. I'm gonna be lily white in the middle of summer. Maybe. We'll see. Anyways, let's hear this next song. Okay. What do you say? This last one, I say yes. This last one comes to us from Sure You, Kenny. The game is Super Ninja Boy for the Super Nintendo. The track is called Peace Boom, and the composer is Akinori Sawa. Let's do it. Sure you, Kenny says. Hey guys, it's been a while since I've suggested a track and I wanted to pick one that was close to my heart. This is a seemingly little loved game from the Super Nintendo that nobody really ever talks about, but I think is super interesting. It looks and acts a lot like a JRPG. You travel an overworld map, you go to towns and you talk to people. The twist comes because the battle system is a side view beat em up. It's a weird little twist prequel to an NES game I also loved, even though it was super opaque, called Little Ninja Bros, which isn't an RPG at all. Anyway, this game is also weird because it's set in a sort of alternate China. In Japan, the game is called Super Chinese World, <laughs> where some weird alien called Rubadoc comes and takes the place over and you've got to save the world. A lot of the music has Chinese overtones, but a lot of it is really soothing, like this track. Do you feel soothed by Super Chinese World? Yeah, it's pretty chill. The, the first um, little riff, though, it sounds very out of tune. Yeah, it does, and I like it. Yeah? So, oh. so I guess... You know, because I've said before that I, the edit, I guess I'm, I selectively like out of tuneness. Mm. It's hit or miss. But yeah, I like that sound. This is a really cute track. I like this one a lot. It's a nice one to end on. Yeah. I think it's of fun. it as being kind of a Josh track. So what I wanted to talk about was. The weird experience I had of recording Haju's room by myself. Oh yeah, tell me about it. So, you know, for our Patreon, we offer um, an extra episode every month that people can listen to where we just kind of hang out and we sort of talk a lot more loosely about things and we're not reading testimonials, we just randomize all the tracks. So, you know, you broke your leg and we were trying to figure out... <laughs> I even talked about this in the episode that we had been talking the night before you broke your leg about what we were going to do in an emergency situation where one of us couldn't record. Yeah. So, so um, you know, I tried to hold down the fort and put out an episode by myself and it was weird. I don't enjoy, I, 
I enjoy it, but I don't enjoy it as much as when you are recording with me. Yeah. And I don't like listening to it as much when you're when you're not with me. So it's kind of a a strange experience. Um, and so I'm I'm really glad to have you here because I wasn't sure it was going to happen this week. Also, really hardcore that you're recording right now. And I feel like that can't be uh, overstated. <laughs> the fact that you still have your hospital bracelet on. And you're recording a, a podcast, so it's well, pretty hardcore. They gave me that good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's not that great. They gave me something called Norco, which makes me very sleepy. So I took it like five hours ago or something like that, because hopefully then I would sleep and then wake up and be able to record. And so I guess that worked. Did it? Did you fall asleep? Yeah, I, I fell asleep watching Gremlins. <laughs> oh yeah, great movie to just fall asleep to. That's a good Very movie. Very relaxing. Yeah. Not disturbing at all. I've watched Moana like four times and I still haven't seen it yet. <laughs> That's funny. There's big chunks of Moana that I don't, I have not, not seen. They're um, just missing. Yeah. But I think I get the gist of it now. Yeah. Um... But um, so, so something that I suggested in the Haji's Room episode, I talked to you sometimes because I, I figured you'd listen to it eventually. Mm. But one of the things I suggested to you, which now I'm not so sure is a good suggestion, was the idea of starting a new Pokemon Go account and spoofing <laughs> and, seeing, and seeing what it's like as a basically a, a temporarily disabled person oh, what that yeah. is like to have that experience of literally not being able to get outside and watching your avatar walk around and and how that feels but if you want a cold turkey pokemon go this is the time for sure well spoofing is not as easy on ios and apple so i don't i don't think i'll get into it that is a good good idea though as compared to what like android yeah uh, I think on Android, you can do it all on the device, all on one device. But I think with the Apple, you have to like hook it up to a computer or something. Okay, At least that's that my understanding. Sense. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to do it. Do you really want to stop playing? Well, you know what? Honestly, the whole is raid... Is the gravity too strong? No. Nah. And now is your... The okay. whole raid system that they put into play... It's fine and everything, but I caught them all. I caught them all. Yes. I caught them all, everybody. I have them all. <laughs> like the very best. So even watching the raid footage um, from Trainer Tips and Mystic7 and Reversal, the Pokemon YouTubers that I watch, it looks like kind of neat and fun. And yeah, maybe you'll get a group of people around. It's like, it's not not that important to me to experience that i guess can you give a a brief rundown of what the rating is because i don't even know oh yeah raid is like um there's like an egg on a gym and it's public information when this egg is gonna hatch mm -hmm. so and the egg is gonna hatch a, a rare pokemon like snorlax or a lapras or a muck and then some that are not so rare, so I don't even really know what they're there for. Oh, well, no. Actually, there are still good reasons to fight the gym. 
uh, to fight the raid. Um, and then anyways, if you're there at the right time, um, you and a group of people can all fight this one Pokemon. And oh, it's like the commercial. This was like the trailer yeah. for the entire game. Yeah, there's no legendaries in there yet, though. But, okay. Um, right now, you can all fight him and get a chance to catch him. Even if you don't catch the Pokemon, you still get good um, items from it, like rare candy and TMs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh... TMs? They're doing that in Pokemon Go now? Or was that always there and I didn't know? No, they didn't have them before. Okay. Yeah, so there's good reasons to do it. Interesting. Yeah. But you're not into it. I mean... Because you're already the very best. I mean, how much better can you get? I caught them all. I... (laughs) No. I like that that was your focus. I mean, I know that you liked kicking the crud out of gyms and everything, but that seemed to be your, your big thing was filling up that Pokedex. Yeah, I did. think even those uh, YouTubers didn't really catch them all. Some some of them are like holding off to do their last evolution or something because mm. they want to savor it or I don't know. But um, yeah, I don't know. I caught them all. It's just <laughs> not a big deal to me right now. Right. Yeah. Right. I hear you. Hey, speaking of almost catching them all, my Pokemon news. Sorry, everybody. Oh, I didn't catch Unknown, though, by the way. No Unknown. Oh, you don't have you don't have one yet? No. Probably oh. never. Someday. Someday. Someday you will, and the chemicals that will flood your brain as your brainstem goes cold. Yeah. In that capture moment. Will be more powerful than any prescribed pain medication. <laughs> It'll just, it'll heal your leg immediately. Yeah. Someday. Sorry, I uh, cut you off. What are you saying? Oh, no, 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 no. Um, Yeah, so my Pokemon news is that I was looking at my notes, my database that tracks my shiny Pokemon catches. And I realized that of all of the Pokemon that are available for chaining in the Generation 4 games, I have caught... At least one shiny of every evolutionary family, except for 11. Oh. So I'm almost down to the final 10 before I've caught at least one shiny of every family that has a chainable species in, in every generation? the Gen 4 games. No, in Gen 4. Oh, Gen 4. Yeah. Okay. So, um... But this is, that was really exciting for me to realize because this was sort of a goal of mine since I started seven years ago. So, oh my gosh, it's actually happening. Um, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. It means I spent a lot of time doing a thing that I can say that I did. The last shiny will be the most powerful experience of all. And I know which one it's going to be. I'm actually going to save the one that I'm really looking forward to to be the last. Which one is that? It's gonna be Ekans. What? Because I'm very excited about a shiny Ekans. It's gold and it's beautiful. I, I wasn't actually, as I was catching them, I wasn't planning on leaving my favorites until the end, but I really do like Ekans. And shiny Ekans looks awesome. I love golden shinies, so that's gonna be my final one. Alright. Hey man. Don't knock my love for the Ekans. Hey, somebody's got to love those things. That's right. Exactly. All right. So 
we should probably wrap up here, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're uh, I think we're coming up on the hospital in the distance. Sweet. I hope this I hope this ride wasn't too bumpy. Well, you know, I've been holding my leg <laughs> in the, in one piece and uh, just focusing on that. I've been able to uh, you know reduce the amount of pain. No, let yeah. me just say one more thing. Please. What I'm referring to right now is the fact that before anybody knew I had a broken leg in the hospital, I basically had to hold my leg together by myself. <laughs> and the hardest thing I had to do was get my leg under the x-ray table. Mm. And they not knowing that my leg was broken, I I did have some girl like assist me, the uh, the nurse assist me. Yeah. But she was like kind of shocked by how wiggly my leg was anyways and i was like holding my foot under my leg with my shoestrings and lifting my leg onto this x-ray table oh my gosh i don't think i'm gonna ever have to do that again that was the worst i can't i can't even that's like you're it's as if you're telling me right now you know, I was holding my severed arm to my shoulder yeah. in the emergency room, and I, I presented my severed arm to the doctor, and they were like, we gotta check this out officially and make sure it's really severed. Yeah. I'm not knocking the hospital, but it just sounds so... The fact that you had to hold your leg together... Yeah, I mean, to be clear, no, there was... The skin did not break. Yeah, good. But I was holding it fracture. together in terms of not letting my foot just stretch to wherever it wanted to go. You know what I mean? I shouldn't be laughing at this. Because it hurt. <laughs> yes. I'm so sorry. I'm when so sorry. When your leg, it hurts, man. When your yeah. bone is like kind of like rubbing against your muscles or I don't know Oof. what it is, but it just hurts so bad. And so, and that's I am over. So sorry, that part's yes. over. So you know, send me any leftover pain medications you have, <laughs> especially Cannabalt. Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, please, um, you know, send it in a, in a nondescript package to uh, the VGM jukebox <laughs> PO box. Actually, don't send it there. I will never go there. <laughs> I cannot make it there these days. I'll go get it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll go you can pick fly it up. Over. Yeah, and I'll bring it to you. Yeah. So sorry about that, by the way. If you've sent anything to the PO box, I don't know when I'm going back there. But yeah. If it's not in my house, I don't know when I'm going to see it again. Um, at least for the next four, five, six weeks. This is so sad. Well, when you do get there, you're just going to open up that little door and just all the get well cards are going to flood out at you. And I'm going to be like, get well. I am well. That's why I'm here. I caught them all. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I do want to thank everybody who was supportive of me and just wishing me well during this time. It's not so bad, you know, or anything. But it's a broken leg and it hurts a lot. So having uh, you there wishing me well, patrons, it does mean a lot to me. And I'm also very bored. So, you know, thank you very much. For the entertainment. 
And thanks especially to our track recommenders. Yes. We've got... Mixing metaphor soup. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you go for it. You do it. All right. Mixing metaphor soup. Boney. Rob Nichols. DeSmith1038. And sure you, Kenny. Welcome back, sure you, Kenny. And to anyone else who's written in and submitted suggestions, keep them coming. Go to our website, thevgmjukebox.com, and click the Suggest a Track button, or go to submit.thevgmjukebox.com to send your recommendation our way. Send us an email at insertcoin at thevgmjukebox.com or send us snail mail at the VGM Jukebox, P.O. Box 26959, Los Angeles, California, 90026. Except don't. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at VGMJB. If you want to follow us individually and check out Josh's x-rays... You can follow him at Josh Adachi again. And I guess if you want to see some dumb pictures of my shiny Pokemon on my shiny Pokemon ranch, follow me at Keyglyph. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or any podcatcher. And please remember to rate and review us at the iTunes store. You Join know, the group on... Oh, go ahead. That reminds me, we did have a new rating on the iTunes store. Oh, really? Yeah. I talked about it because um, I actually, just like you, recorded your own Hodges room. Before we thought of doing the KFWY, I had recorded my own episode last week because I yep. didn't know if you would you would be able to, or you couldn't join me that week. So right. because of that, I figured that out. And um, maybe I'll go ahead and take a look at it right now. What do you say? Let's do it. Can you... Um, Vamp for time. <laughs> All right. Wait, what? Just vamp. Just talk. Just talk. Just vamp. Okay, I'm just talking. Well, yeah, so I think that um, KFWI, the fairway, was a huge success. Oh. There was a lot of action on the the uh, Facebook group that was very funny. We had some animated gifs of the Fresh Prince and family dancing on a golf course. That made me very happy. What? So I missed what? that. I missed that somehow. Oh, it was great. Yeah, they were partying. So uh, I'll I'll make sure that you see that. But that was cool. And yeah, I mean, Josh did uh, KFWI all himself because I n- very desperately needed a, a mental break, and I kind of imploded and couldn't do the recording. So he took that all on himself to do to give me a break. With nary a complaint. That's not true. You helped a lot. You got the tracks for me, and you also called, you know, during dance. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was caller number eighty. Yeah. But uh, you did yeah. all eighty of those calls. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. you were caller one through seventy-nine. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I guess I guess that's kind of true. Yeah. But um, but that was really fun, and I appreciate that very much. And I have to say that in retrospect, uh, you know, everybody has their issues, but. I didn't break a leg, and here you are recording with a broken leg. If so it, I think if it was you know, that bad, I wouldn't be doing this. I feel okay yeah. right now, so yeah. thank you for your concern. Um, but sure. anyways, we busted. We busted. Yeah, we what? We went over twenty-one. Oh, I see what you're saying. So we busted with this yeah. review from Animite One. Animite. He gives us two Final Fantasy victory arms up and down. <laughs> he says, I've listened to many VGM podcasts over the years, 
but this is the first one I've been openly encouraged to submit my suggestions and VG memories, episode after episode. Where else can you listen to video game tunes and topics ranging from Gundam models to the very meaning of life itself? Thanks, Emily and Josh, for making a community where I can delve into the realms of my subconscious and answer the following question. What is it about those simple, and sometimes complex, bloops and bleeps that make life awesome? Listen to this podcast and you might find the answer. Many thanks for the many great episodes, guys. <laughs> Aww. Look, can I say something about this? <laughs> yeah. What I want to say about this is... I knew that patrons would be excited about sharing their tunes and hearing each other's tunes on the show, but I have to say, even though I like it, it never ceases to amaze me that there is actually a market for all the other stuff we do. (laughs) (laughs) Just our random conversations that people are like, yeah, you know, I do want to think about whether or not my memories are going to persist after I die while I'm listening to the Starlight Zone. Or whatever. Yeah, well, our conversations all do stem from people's memories, I think, so... That's true. Including, sometimes it got into the nature of memory or the nature of nostalgia or something like that, so... Right. got a little meta, but, you know, um, it all really does all stem from our collective interest in um, preserving and recapturing the past... And also moving forward and making new things uh, with true. the past. So I thought you were just going to say our collective, like suggesting that we were the Borg and we were just assimilating our patrons and adding their technological and biological... <laughs> what is it? Their technological and biological differences to our own? Something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're the, we're the Borg of the, the VGM podcast world, I guess. So thanks for, <laughs> you know... For submitting suggestions to us and submitting to us. That'd be patrons. funny if the Borg was just like super nostalgic about everything. <laughs> They're just like, they just wanted memories. Yeah, they just want things to go back to the way they were. They're constantly chasing that childhood feeling. Yeah, and oh yeah, that, <laughs> the reason everybody turns into a Borg is because... I don't know, their memories are being lived out by the Queen Borg or something like that. She's just... Oh, she's taking them? Yeah, she's just, like, enjoying all their childhoods back to back. Oh, man. It's like a reverse giver situation. And that's why they're so stoic. That's why Hugh cried a single tear. (laughs) I was just thinking about Hugh! Oh... But Jordy is my friend. Oh, Hugh. That kid was so cute. All right, yeah, so great example of the the rambling conversations that we get to. That's all the other stuff. All right. We're here at the hospital. Um, Oh, that's what I wanted to ask, actually. Do you know if you're going to have to have more surgery, or is this it? I don't need more surgery. You're done. Yeah. You just have to mend. Okay, good. I need to change my cast, though. Okay. Well, I need to go from Are... splint to cast. But I already splint? got my surgery, and I'm, uh, I have a piece of metal in my leg now. Oh, okay. So You've lame. got a rod. Yeah. That's lame? It's kind of lame. 
That's cool, man. What's lame about having a piece of metal in your leg? You're like a cyborg. I think but it's gonna make my leg heavier. We'll see. I just want to be able to jog and keep jogging, you know? I don't know. Yeah. We'll see how that all goes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could have it taken out, but that's just more surgery, so... Yeah, that's more surgery. Well, get a pink cast next time. Well, this is not a cast, so maybe they will give me an option. Yeah. You can get their, like, designs and stuff. They might even have Pokemon designs. Whoa. Get a Pokemon cast. <laughs> All right. Let's let you get some, some rest. Okay. So glad to have you here on the show. It makes me very happy. I hope that you feel... Um, what are the words that I want to say here? I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. I'm just really grateful that you're here. So this oh. was great. Yeah, this was fun to do. Thank you very much for... And thanks to my wife, who's not here, but who actually brought my setup into the uh, bedroom so I could do this. Right. Thanks, Claudia. Thanks, Claudia. You're the best. All right, so patrons, we will see you in a week. Yeah. Um, amazing. And, uh, you know, remember, as I know you know, you mean so much to us. And you always will. <laughs>